Welcome to Ziglet's Zany Murder Mania, a group improv storytelling podcast led by A. Elliot Lee. Episode 1, These People Seem So Stupid. You find yourself in a dark room, and you are kind of surprised by this because one moment ago you were in a little shitty waiting room, Probably also where you had your interview, and you were drinking some shitty little water out of a paper cup. You know how those waiting rooms have those water dispensers? And a computer-generated message kept on reminding you to stay seated as the mania was about to begin. And you realize that now you're actually on some kind of stage, and you're sitting on a cramped little wooden chair. Like, a stool. And then you hear the soft, nervous breathing of other people seated next to you, And if you squint, you can kind of make out outlines of others. There's definitely at least one person here who has dark vision. If that's you, you can see the other contestants sitting around you. I love how my eyes glow in the dark, but I somehow don't have dark vision. (laughs) They're just glowing for no reason. Suddenly, there's a click and lights flood the stage. And then there's lots of cheering, but it's like suddenly so bright. You know when you're on the stage and it's all like light in your face, so you can't fully tell if there's a live audience there? It's like... Theater kid. Theater kid. I was about to say no, I don't know what that's like, but I decided to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) Never once decided to keep my mouth shut. And then a dark-haired, middle-aged human in a suit strides onto the stage and he says, Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ziglet's Zany Murder Mania! I'm your host and the co-ruler of this wonderful nation of Kentucky, of course, King Jimmy Zimglet Ziglet. <laughs> what about it? I love his fucking voice. It's so good. <laughs> We've gathered ten delightful young adults from a huge pool of applicants who will be watching partaking activities, make friends, and of course, kill each other eventually in entertaining ways for the prize of one million gold and glory in the nation. And then he kind of turns around to see you all, and he pretends to be surprised to see you, and he's like, Whoa! Heavens to Betsy! Would you look at this? All of our wonderful contestants in the same place at the same time! Now, before we can really get this show on the road, let's get to know these folks! And then in front of you, a comfy-looking couch rises up from under the stage through an opening, and Jimmy heads over and sits down. A light shines on the person sitting on the end of the line of stools, Milligs. Me? I have to go first? Oh my lord. I am a, a dwarf. I am very short, but I have very, very long legs for a dwarf. I'm pretty tall for a dwarf. I'm a little under five foot. And um, that is where I got my nickname, Leggy, because my full name is Milligs. I don't like it, though. You can call me Leggy. And, uh, I have a black hair with a little bit of blue on it as well. Jimmy pats the little couch next to him. You want me to sit? Fine. I sit down. Hello! What are your name and pronouns, bub? Introduce yourself for the masses. My name's Milegs, but you can call me Leggy. Pronouns, she, her, yeah. Nice to meet you, Leggy. Where are you from? I'm from across the pond. That's all you get to know. Oh, love across the pond! A great nation! And why will you win Ziglet's zany murder mania? I'm a barbarian. That's what I meant to do. I kill. I'm angry. You know? Give it up for Maligs! And then the crowd kind of goes wild, and yeah, you go and sit back down. And next up is Nil. Okay, um, 
Nell walks up and Nell's like, hello. Hello. Uh, care, care to take a seat? Oh, also, what do we see? Oh, also you see, um, a fucking huge ass, buff ass, um, half work. Um, okay, like long black hair, but like, un- like saved on the sides, like, you know, like double undercut because like wig. Wearing like cool, like paladin, like shiny armor. And Nils like, hello. Hello. What are your name and pronouns, bub? My name is Nil. My pronouns are they, them. Where are you from? I'm from New York. Why will you win Ziggler's Zany Murder Mania? Because I was trained as a paladin, and I'm really good at killing. Oh, we love to hear it. Give it up for Nil! And then the crowd does a little... Yeah. And you go and sit down, and up next is... Nil stands. Does not sit down. Please. Please be seated. <laughs> I'm just going to stand. It's okay. I'm really more comfortable this way. I stand. Are you standing right now in front of the couch or like in front of your seat? Stand next to the couch. Please go stand next to your chair. And then it's fast. So you hear a noise a little bit like pebbles grinding together. Um, and Bass stands from his chair, which sort of immediately collapses behind him. Whoa! Okay, property damage! He's a massive, like, over seven foot tall Goliath, or technically half Goliath, he takes after his mother, with long, flowing, golden hair, uh, and a slightly crooked nose, and he's wearing very little. Pretty much, like, only a very small loincloth and, like, one pauldron. You assume the other one is maybe his best shoulder. Oh, his best shoulder. And he walks over to the lounge. He sort of... He sort of flexes his very large muscles and drapes himself across the chair dramatically. Whoa! Oh, what a gun show! What are your name and pronouns? Uh, my name's Bastard. I'm a guy, so... You figure it out. Oh, okay, that's gonna be a he-him on that one, folks. Um, where are you from? Uh, technically... <laughs> sorry, what the fuck is this accent? Uh, technically the Hamlet of Jorts, but I, I... I guess I lived in the palace my entire life, so there's my home. And why will you win Ziggler's Dany Murder Mania, Bass? I mean... And he sort of stretches out, and he goes, Fucking look at me. Fair enough, we, we, we do, we, we are looking. And everyone claps, probably they clap a lot if it's a good gun show. And then, Bass, please be seated. And next up is Toe. All right, um, and what you see in front of you is she's 5'5", five five, average height, she's a tiefling, she's really nice crimson skin and like cute little horns. Um, her eyes are holographic and you, it just seems like you can get lost in them. Like the depth is just mesmerizing. <laughs> she has a cute little bob. Yeah, she's pretty, pretty chill. She's wearing like fancy clothing and she goes and sits down on the couch. Well, hello there, stranger and princess of our country. What are your name and pronouns? Hi, dad. <laughs> I can't. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Daddy. Um, I'm Toe. Well, Tempest. But you all can call me Toe. I like to make friends with, you know, the subjects of our land. And uh, my pronouns are she, hers. I'm from the capital city of... Oh, you're getting ahead of the questions, hon. Oh, I'm so sorry. How are you doing, sweetie? Do you want a juice box? Uh, I'm good. Maybe later. Okay. <laughs> Where are you from, Princess Toe? Um, I'm from Toronto, of course. Uh, from the Royal Palace. And why will you win Ziggler's Dany Murder Mania? 
Well, of course you know that I've been studying for years. I've been training under the best fighters that money can buy. <laughs> so yeah, I hope that I'll win, but we'll see. And I wish the best of luck to all of my opponents. Yay! Okay, and then you sit down, and next up is Kamir. Hey, fuckers, what's up? Ooh, okay, we'll have to bleep that one out. <laughs> Just kidding, we're a big fan of profanity. This is a murder game. You're fine. Um, hello. What are your name and... Oh, wait, what What do we see first? What do we see? Uh, okay, um, wow, that's... That's a big jump. Um, you see, I guess, a tiefling with eyes, like, all over their body, just... Like, wearing the most outdated 70s rockwear. Uh, kind of like that old Iggy Pop, David Bowie, um, like Aerosmith. All the leopard print ripped jeans, and he has two, uh, giant horns, of course, and sandwiched between them is a mullet. Yeah, what are your name and pronouns, bub? Oh, <laughs> my name's Camille, of course. You must know me from all my appearances in my shows and my world tour, so I don't really know why you're asking. Well, I'm the king. Well, uh... That's on you, bud. Um, it is, like <laughs> the crown on my head. I mean, I can buy one of those, so. That's fair. Yeah, I probably have more money than you do anyway, so that's fine. Okay, what are your pronouns? He, him, if you have to talk about me or talk to me, I guess. Um, where are you from? Well, uh, Costco? Oh, love Costco. Been there for many a summer vacation. And why will you win Ziglet's zany murder mania? Um, well, besides the fact I'm like everything to you. I have a legion of adorn fans and I just, look at me. I'm rock through and through. And if you want to see me to all my fans, tweet with the hashtag hashtag came the winner. And we'll see if I get it. If I get enough votes, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll spare me for once. Or just gives me the morale boost I need that every day of my life. Well, oh ho, you heard that. Cam with a K for the win. What was it? Was it like a little number or was it like an F-O-R kind of situation? In F-O-R. I like, I like that. Okay, fantasy tweet away, kids. Please be seated. And next up is actually, I'm going to say it's Bloke. So let's see what he looks like. He's kind of nervous. He's like a little baby boy. He has uh, short, messy curls of dark hair, little pointy ears with black stud earrings, and he is 5'3", and he's wearing a colorful short sleeve button-down tucked into high-waisted short jorts and like this huge-ass belt and a little bracelet. And he's wearing sneakers. He goes up and plops down on the little couch, and Jimmy asks, what are your name and pronouns, bub? Hi, um, I'm Bloke Manson. I use he, him, his pronouns. Yes. Where are you from? I'm from, uh, from Short Island. It's, like, near New York. I went to school in New York. It's a hellish commute, but, yeah, that, that, that that's kind of off the, uh, what's the word? Uh, off the topic. Uh, yeah, cool. Why will you win Ziglet's zany murder mania? Uh... Well, I I mean, that that's a good question. That that's a good question right there. You know, I mostly just I'm I mostly just in this, you know, to make friends. I know it's a murder game, but I found that the best experiences often come in these life or death situations. So I'm just out here to kinda have a good time. But yeah. Honestly, I don't think I will win, but I'll I'll try my best. I'll try my darndest. Alright, Bloke Manson. And then he goes down and sits down. 
And next up is Dicky. Okay, so you see, he stands up and you see a normal looking, just like a lanky man. He's six foot, nothing unusual about him, except like his stupid pompadour and his aggressive sideburns. He's wearing like, he's wearing a button up shirt, but also a leather jacket over it and like regular jeans and really big stompy boots. Uh, and he goes and sits on the couch. Hello, what are your name and pronouns, bub? Hello. Hello, I'm yes, Mom. yes, okay. I'm Dickie, and I uh, use he, him pronouns. Fantastic. Where are you from? I am from Blabbled, but currently I'm taking a semester away, actually, for a, a two-year independent study from the University of Hardvar, and I've been staying at Blabbled for the duration of that time. Fantastic and intellectual. Why will you win Ziglet's zany murder mania? I have dedicated much time to learning the ancient martial techniques, and I believe that it will serve me quite well in Ziglet's zany murder mania. And I just am also here to learn from all of the other people on the island, because I truly think the best way to learn is through practical experience. And I've never done that before, as I've only read a lot of books. So it will be interesting to try out my fighting skills on a real person. Okay, and he goes and sits down, and next up is Wookie. So Rubki is an Earth Genasi, and his skin kind of looks like aura quartz. Like, it's very holographic. And just, like, it's reflecting the lights that are hitting the stage. The light is kind of bouncing off of him. He looks like an e-boy. He has black hair, and it's, you know, the cursed e-boy haircut that's kind of like a middle part, but, like, longish bangs, and it's kind of wavy? That's his hair. And he's wearing a black shirt with a little golden necklace on top of it, and a sweater draped over that. He kind of looks like Lil Huddy, if Lil Huddy were a holographic little bitch. Wait, I actually don't know what Lil Huddy looks like. Like, I don't remember completely, so never mind. But he has eyes that are just pure gold. And he sits down and he's like, Hi. What are your name and pronouns, bub? And it it takes Rubgi a second. Um, He's like, Um, I'm Rubgi. Uh, John Slur is my last name. Uh, ooh, okay. um, my pronouns are he, him. And then he nods. He's proud of himself with that one. Where are you from? And he says, well, I'm from home. I walked here. But where are you from? Um, like the place that I just was, which was home. And Jimmy kind of nods and says, why will you win Ziglet's zany murder mania? I've been in monk prison, prison, if you will. I don't know. I can do a lot of glass blowing, and I hear that we're going to an island which has a lot of sand. And I don't know if you know this, but like, if you heat up sand, it turns into glass. So I'm very excited to get my glass blowing game on. Mm -hmm. That's like the main reason I was like, okay. I'll do this. I mean, island. That sounds cool. Jimmy's kind of like, cool, give it up for Rubgi, and waves him off. And then it's Cal. You see, he's like a, a fairly average man. Like, if I were to describe him, just very, very average. He's dressed uh, maybe a little more, uh, well, it's not business casual. It's just business. He's got, he's got a medium length dark hair. Uh, he's maybe got hazel eyes. Maybe they're green. Maybe they're brown. You can't really tell. 
he's got round glasses, and as he walks up, uh, you can tell that he's a little nervous, but he's trying really, really hard not to let it show. What are your name and pronouns, Bub? How awful of you to assume that my name is Bub. Bub is a term of endearment. My name is Cal, Cal Zone, and you will address me as such. Okay, Cal, where are you from? Oh, oh, wait, what are your pronouns? You cannot be unknowable. I beg to differ, but I use he, him pronouns. Where are you from? Very not made up to. Oh, love that place. I went there for my honeymoon. Um, why will you win Ziglet's Zany Murder Mania? I'm clearly the most qualified applicant for the position. Give it up for Nutbub Cal! And the crowd goes wild, and you get to sit down. So, lastly, it's Isopropyl Nugget. So, Iso is an Asimar. She has long, waist-length pink hair. And you can tell it was bleached a while back. You can kind of see the roots, and the roots are dark brown. And she's just wearing, uh, like a very casual blouse. It's kind of like off the shoulders, and you can see she has some like cream-colored feathers going on, growing on her shoulders. And she's tall. She sits down, and Jimmy asks, What are your name and pronouns, bub? My name's Isopropyl Nugget. Um, my pronouns are she, her. Where are you from? Um, my name kind of suggests it. I'm from Nuggetville. I used to be internet famous, so you might know me, but hmm, things have changed. And why will you win Ziglet's Zany Murder Mania? You know, I don't think I will, and I'm fine with that. I just, I wonder if seeing me die on live television will affect my family or former fan base at all. Um, so that, that's what we're trying to go for here. And before Jimmy can even dismiss her, she just kind of walks off and sits down. Jimmy takes a second, and then he clasps his hands together, and he's like, So, now that we've gotten to know all of our wonderful contestants, it's time for a change of scenery. And he snaps his fingers, and suddenly you all are standing on a beautiful beach. And you can tell this is the murder island where the competition will take place. Jimmy has a pair of radical little sunglasses on, but he looks different. He's a little less opaque, and he is now completely blue. And he says, um, Welcome to the Island of Murder, your home for the rest of your life. Probably. And after he says that, Rubgi goes up and is like, whoa. And then he kind of pokes him a little, and Jimmy flickers. And Jimmy's like, no, yeah, indeed, I am not really here. And then there's a slight buzzing noise, and Jimmy disappears momentarily before reappearing. And Rubgi's like, oh, that, that, that's kind of wild. Yeah, I'm just your helpful King Jimmy Zimglit Ziglit Hologram, here to lead you all in all of your activities and to help out. If you ever need me, just summon me by saying, hey, Jimmy, and I'll appear. That aside, welcome to the murder island. You all know the name of the game. You'll each get assigned a target to kill, blah, 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 and you have each been assigned as a target to someone else. You don't know who your target is yet, but you will find out tonight. Further rules will also be detailed tonight, but right now we won't worry about that because first... Oh, thank you for raising your hand. What is up? What is happening? Hello, Toe, my darling daughter. Hi, so you said that we can summon you when, when we say, hey, Jimmy, but like if I say, hey, daddy, will it work? Oh, yes, sure. Um, it will start working tomorrow, but only if you say it. Okay. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I'm just gonna have sex, but say, hey, Jimmy, in the middle of it, and you just have to appear. <laughs> that is terrible, Millegs. 
I can also disappear of my own will. He blinks a little. He's, he's a little thrown off there. Okay, where was I? You all know the game. Uh, you all know the name of the game. You will need to get a target to kill. Blah, 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 blah. And you have the. I, I probably said this part, but you don't know who your target is because first, we have to worry about your rooming situation. That is where I was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, today's activities will thus be. Cal. Uh, I'm actually unaware of the name of the game. The, the name of the game is Ziglet's Zany Murder Mania. Interesting. Anything else, Cal? Okay. The activities will be geared towards getting to know each other. At the end of the day, you will be asked to choose roommates, and hopefully, you'll all get some of your top choice. Will people be getting murdered today? Like, can I kill someone today? No! You can try, but they will get resurrected because the murdering doesn't start until tomorrow. So don't get ahead of yourself, Missy. The activities we'll be doing today actually will be determining your rooming situations, and the points will mean the difference between a beachfront mansion and a cramped shitty dorm room where you will have to walk to a different floor to piss and brush your teeth. Alright, without further ado, our first game is called Who's Most Likely? A handful of you all will be chosen to partake in an activity, and the rest of us will vote on who they think is most likely to fail. Whoever completes the activity best will get two points, the second place will get one point, and after the activity is over, the audience predicted loser will be revealed. If the predicted loser did not lose, their points are doubled! But if the predicted loser indeed lost, they'll get a point subtracted. Alright, for the first question, will the following contestants step up? Bass, Toe, Nil, and Bloke. The question is, who is most likely out of these four to solve a riddle last? Everyone else, cast your votes. Wait, so they're voting for who they think will do it last or do it first? We'll finish it last, yeah. Finish it last? God, do I have to use my brain? Like, my real one? The hologram Jimmy snaps his fingers and a little hologram sheet of paper, four of them, they're four people, appears and he hands one to each of you. I don't know if Bass can read. Um, he takes the paper and he sort of turns it like like he holds it one way and then he holds it the other way and then he looks at it and he goes, uh, what the fuck okay. is this? Sir, can you read? Uh, I, I, I've never, it's never really come up. Try it now. Uh, what would a success, um... What would that look like? It says some stuff on it. Can you see what it says? Uh, I can see it. Then solve the riddle, pal. The clock's a ticking. Well, there's no clock ticking. It's the clock of the people around you. And Toe waves Jimmy over and whispers an answer for him. Jimmy nods, smiles, and says, Toe got it! Toe got it first. Congratulations, princess! And then Bloke waves Jimmy Wait, over. are we rolling intelligence or perception? Perception to read it, but if you can't read it... Also, everyone else already solved it, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bloke whispers an answer to Jimmy, and Jimmy nods. Nil does the same, and Jimmy nods again. Bloke and Nil got it! Now, the question was, I am the beginning of everything and the end of Apocalypse. I appear twice in a week, but only once in a year. What am I? 
And the answer was the letter E. And Bass here did not successfully complete it, so let's see the results of our poll. What the fuck is the letter E? Well, I guess you'll never know. I can't I can't tell if that was role-playing or an actual question. Very sorry to inform you, Bass, but as you were the last person to... Well, you didn't even solve it, but you were last. And everyone thought you would be last, so um, you get one point subtracted. And then after this... There is a light beeping noise, a little arrow, a floating arrow, appears in front of you, pointing forward. And then Jimmy says, Our next segment will take place at the Island Theater. I'll see you there. And then he blinks out of existence. I think I should just start walking forward. So everyone starts making their way over there, and it's not really a long walk. It's pretty close to the beach. It's a small but grand building, which you enter and you find to be a cozy proscenium theater. It's like much smaller than the theater space you were in during the interviews before coming to the island. But although there aren't too many seats, the walls are lavishly gilded and everything looks new and nice. The stage is briefly empty before a hologram of Jimmy pops up downstage. And he says, Rubgy, Dickie, Maligs, please come up to the stage now. Will you each prepare a little performance? Whatever you would like. And then he turns out to everyone else. While our contestants prepare a brief performance for you, you will all vote who's most likely to give the shittiest performance at a talent show. Now, performers, you will have 10 minutes to prepare. Rookie's pretty excited. He kind of reaches behind him into his bag he has, and he pulls out, like, a giant metal pipe. And he's like, oh, fuck, I gotta run. And then he runs out of the theater. Dickie's kind of just like chilling. He looks like he's concentrating. You can kind of hear him faintly humming something underneath his breath. Malix knows exactly what she's going to do. Uh, she opens her bag and she brings out a bunch of knives. She starts just like tossing them up in the air. She's like practicing her knife throwing. Rupki runs back in and he's holding an armful of sand. He looks around and he says, Oh, does anyone have any kind of fire or heat here? Uh, a flame? Uh, I can produce a flame. Um, I can produce a flame, says Toe. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um, can you just stretch out your hand and just... Oh, of course. And she holds out her hand. She uses control flames because, you know, she's a little sorcerer girl. And uh, she doesn't know exactly how large you want the flame, so it's a pretty big one. So Rubiki kind of like takes out the rest of his equipment from his bag and he starts to set up a surprisingly impressive little glass blowing station and he starts melting the sand with Toe's help until it forms a glob of liquid. And he's going to try to move the glob of glass onto the end of his metal pipe. However, he kind of misjudges the distance, so he only gets like a tiny bit of glass onto the end of his long metal pipe. The rest kind of plops onto the little table he set up. First up, we have Maligs over here. Can I have a volunteer from the audience? I'll do it. Okay. Please come up here and sit on this chair. All right, Bass walks up and sits very carefully on the chair. Uh, now I will be uh, throwing knives at you. Don't worry, they hopefully won't hit. Hella. Okay, so Malik starts throwing her knives at Bass, and you watch as the knives sink into the wall behind him and form a nice Bass-shaped outline around him, and it's very neatly done. Maybe one or two knives come a little closer to his shirt. Oh wait, no, he's not wearing a shirt to his 
flesh than he would have liked. But all in all, it's very impressive, and there's a lot of applause. And Jimmy's like, oh, that was a very good show. That was a very good show indeed. All right, who's next? And then Rupke's like, okay, I'll go. And then he takes his metal pipe, and he's like glass blowing, and he says, okay, so I have to do this really quick, because there isn't any proper equipment here. I'll just try to do it without damaging too much of the property, but... You know, it would be really nice if I had a furnace and other things, but I'll see if I can, I, I can find one later. Maybe, maybe there is a furnace somewhere. But before he can actually do something, um, the little blob of glass, which is already quite small and already cooling down, just drops off of his pipe and onto the stage. And then there's a big sizzling noise, and the wood of the stage kind of just... Uh, what's the glass's temperature, Parker asked in the chat, and I don't know, but I do know that the furnace is called a glory hole, which is unfortunate. Wait, which came first? That I do not know. And the stage is kind of fucked up now, and Jimmy's just kind of looking at it, and he's like, Okay, that was... that was something. And there's a few scattered pity claps, and Rugi is like, Oh... And then he just walks off stage. Last, but definitely not least, considering all the property damage, um, Dickie. <laughs> all right. And he clears his voice and he says, <clears throat> I uh, am currently enamored with this one movie, I don't know if you have seen it, called Lard. And uh, my favorite movie, Lard, has these two main characters, uh, Daniel Succo and Salamander Bee. And there's this one song that I will perform for you. <clears throat> Look at me, I am dicky, lousy cause I just study, won't go home till I read my ancient tomes, I can't, I'm just dicky, and he bows. Oh my god, oh my wow, oh, Jimmy wipes the tear away, oh I'm really getting emotional from that one. And Dickie gets a standing ovation. Everyone's kind of impressed, even Kamir. Fucking love Lard so much! Oh yeah, I actually had a cameo in Lard. Really? Uh, what, uh, who were you? I'm such a big fan. Well, I was just a little math teacher in the back, but, you know, they also- My goodness, I love math. All right. Well, I'm so glad. I hate math, but oh. I, I was just there for the tunes. Okay, of, of course. Yes. Dickie, you are now my- Second favorite participant in this contest behind my daughter. Um, and then let's see. The results from the poll show that there has been a tie. Dickie got two points, and then Malig's got one point. And since there is a tie, um, let's say Dickie gets three points, and Malig's gets 1.5. Alright, congratulations. Our next group will be Isopropyl, Cal, and Kamir. Please... Come up to the stage. Rubgi, Dickie, and Maligs join the audience. Now, everyone, I would like you all to vote out of these four lovely people, who is most likely to get knocked unconscious first? Come here, you can strike first. What are you gonna do, I man? Well, uh, I was thinking pyrotechnics. Okay. So what everyone else sees is these contestants are pretty spaced out on the stage. 
when suddenly a huge blast of light just shoots out from Kamir's hands, like sparks all over the place. And I don't know how Kamir's good with this, because Kamir's all eyes. But Iso and Cal immediately kind of lurch back, and they're like, fuck my eyes. And it's also very bright for you all, but you're far enough from the stage, so it's fine. Um, and next is Cal. I suppose in retaliation, I'm gonna use my, my lovely, lovely disadvantage attack and, uh, uh, to hit Kamir with my psychic blade. Uh, it's purple. All psychic blades should be. It's pretty much, um, Cal's not a very creative person, so it's actually, like, just an exacto knife. Like, it looks exactly the same as an exacto knife, except it is, in fact, psychic, so it's, like, purple and a little shimmery, and he kind of just, like, throws it. It's not an athletic throw. It's not like an, oh, I've got a baseball and I'm going to pitch it to you. It's definitely like a, oh, I have something in my hand and it's sharp and I'm going to fling it in whatever direction I can because I cannot see. Well, it hits. Let's say it hits Kamir's leg. And since Kamir is all eyes, it just hits like some of the legs on the eyes. No, some of the eyes on the legs. So it hurts extra. That's also psychic damage. So you're probably not like bleeding, but you are a, uh, you're, you're brain hurdy. You see a guiding bolt a flash of white light manifest from the ceiling and come crashing down in front of Iso that streaks out towards Kamir as Iso raises a finger to point at him. It hits him squarely in the chest and Kamir just kind of falls. And there's like, well, Kamir's a small man. So there's like a light little clunk and Jimmy's like, well, I guess that's our loser. <laughs> no one actually thought Kamir would lose. So let's keep going. Oh, oh boy. Turns out there's only... One thing that I can do. Are, are the fireworks over now and I'm chilled? I think it lasts one minute. Cal actually has no idea whether or not his first attempt worked, but he's going to use the psychic blade again. He's going to pretty much do the same thing. He thinks he vaguely remembers where everyone's standing, but uh, uh, apparently not. <laughs> and uh, I am going to hide behind the curtains. That blade just goes whizzing by maybe like a good three feet away from Iso, and Iso's gonna retaliate by using her mace. Lovely. Mace, uh, hold on, are we talking mace like, like the big bludgeoning object from Medieval Times, or are we talking mace like the spray? Like the big bludgeoning object. Okay, just making sure, just making sure. Yeah, no, it's just like a little spray, and she's like, pss, 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 pss. So... Cal is going, um, he's like rushing towards the curtains, but then he just gets knocked sideways by the fucking mace. Do I still get to hide behind the curtains? Yeah, yeah. I'll say it kind of like pushes you far enough so that you are, like you do end up behind the curtains, but although Isu is blinded, she kind of has a sense of where you are now. So she just kind of walks further upstage so that the curtains aren't in the way anymore. Oh, good. Yeah, she tries to swing again, but misjudges. And her mace gets stuck in the red velvety fabric. You can hear Jimmy kind of inhale through his teeth from here, and he's just not having a good time with all the property damage. But also, wait, why the fuck would he have you all fight on a stage anyway if he's not expecting property damage? So it's fine. Ignore him. Hey, at least they were thick enough to, uh, to prevent um, a, a mace attack. Yeah, yeah. I guess Cal is normally, he'd be trying to sort of look around and gauge his surroundings, so he says, Wait, stop. There's a way that we can both benefit from this. What? I don't think I care enough, but go for it. You get points based upon whether or not you win or lose, but also based upon whether or not you were voted to win or lose. Okay, that that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, which of us do you think was more likely to be voted the loser? Me. But if you lose, hmm. Okay, um... This man is fully wounded behind a curtain, and he's still trying to figure out what's the best strategy to get the most points. He's also, a, I will mention this, he's, he is shaking. He's never really been in a combat situation before, and he has absolutely no idea what he's doing. 
I guess he's just going to attack. There's no situation where he loses and comes out on top. Yeah, just go for it. So he comes he comes out from behind the curtain, and he's kind of got his hands up in the air, and then very suddenly he manifests another psychic blade. She can't see anything. It doesn't matter. He's stupid. So he walks out from behind the curtain with his hands up, standing as close to the curtain as possible to at least kind of get his bearings as to where he is, and then he's just going to throw another dagger in the dark. Okay. This one actually hits the wall to the side of the stage. Like, you just throw it in the wrong direction completely. Um, you hear a few scattered laughs from the audience, and Jimmy just shoots you this glare, but you can't tell at all, because you're blinded. And then Iso is like, You know what? Like, I'm really bored, so I'm just gonna try, um, another guiding bolt. Let's just end this. Another bolt of light comes streaking down towards you and hits you in the face. Cal's a little bit terrified, but he's just, he's just kind of got to keep going, I suppose. Uh, I think at this point, he probably wouldn't be thinking straight enough to really do anything, so I'm going to say he's just going to try and tackle. (laughs) It's not a good move. It's not a smart move in any way, and he has no idea where he is, but he is, in fact, going to go for maybe the nearest shadow in the darkness that he can possibly see and uh, just do his best. Yeah, he rushes forward. He kind of, like, leaps, a little business boy leap, and then he just collapses onto the floor. And Iso's like, oh, okay. She lifts up her mace and swings but doesn't realize he's fully just fallen onto the floor and he's a very skinny, flat boy, so she doesn't swing low enough. Cal is kind of realizing his chance. He's just going to, I guess, try and hit with his regular dagger, which he pulls out from his little business belt. So your swing misses completely, and Iso retaliates by hitting you with her mace again. The little business boy crumples, and he's out. Jimmy's like, whoa, that was so painful to watch, but you... Uh, you got there eventually. Isopropyl, congratulations, you were the predicted loser, but you won. So you get four points. Cal gets one point, and Kamir does not get any points. Two little holograms of hearts appear above Kamir and Cal, and they slowly descend onto them. And as you watch, they start to stir, their wounds just closing up before your eyes. As they heal, Jimmy says, That concludes our first activity! It's time to munch, crunch, and get down to lunch. You have all been assigned seats, and your objective during this meal is to learn as much as possible about your lunch partner for a quick post-lunch activity later. And then another hologram arrow appears, and you follow it out to the cafeteria, which is kind of near the theater, but it's it's near to, like, a jungly, foresty area of the island instead of the beachish area. Uh, it's like a hot seven-minute walk. Yeah, you enter, and it looks like kind of like a mall food court, except the stands seem to be flickering and changing every five minutes. So if you look long enough, you can see different names for shops and things. You see, like, I don't know, there's places with burgers. Um, there's a shop called the Beefed Churger and a Nugget Booth. There's a Dick Monald's. There's a Shack Shake. And then there's various little bubble tea shops. There's one called Round Things Party and one called Jeepers Peepers. And honestly, if you look long enough, you can see anything you would dream of. So yeah, what would you like to eat? I'm in the mood for some shack if anyone wants to join me. Um, and Iso's like, yeah, sure, I'll go. Oh, okay. And you guys go there. And Iso, I'll say she gets a little milkshake and some cheesy fries. She's not too hungry. The fries are kind of clumped together with cheese and she starts taking them delicately apart and popping them into her mouth. Toe says, 
I really want to go to the bubble tea place because Papa doesn't really let that many like bubble tea vendors come to the palace. So I really want to try it out. Bloke will go get bubble tea too. And he's kind of astounded at your statement. Wait, okay, you haven't had bubble tea? That, that's sad for you. I would think that palace life is pretty. Um, apparently the bubbles are too dangerous for me. And Papa's like worried that I'll die before I become queen. But well, I guess bubble tea is more dangerous than a murder show. But mm, <laughs> yeah, you gotta live on the edge a little. So I know. So let's go. Oh, cool. Okay. And then they both head off in that direction. And I'll say that Rubki goes to get a beef sugar. Cal pulls like saltines out of his pocket and that's all he's having. Okay. God, that's terrible. Oh, God. He's Cal. very skinny. He's very skinny. Malnourished man. <laughs> Someone needs to help him. Is he not getting calzones at Sabaros? No. <laughs> he actually has no clue. Like, he, he's not made the connection yet with his own name. I mean, I think Bass is just going to eat a ridiculous variety of stuff, but he's probably going to start with some beefed churger. Is he just hopping around the stands, getting as much as he can? Yeah, he's just making a pile. Every once in a while, he takes out a book, uh, like a, a little illustrated book. <laughs> And he leaves through it before heading on to the next stand. Oh, the food looks comically small on his arms. Yeah, so like he can sort of balance like six or seven just on each uh, like massive forearm. He's just kind of shopping around. Nail's gonna like wait till to see who's left and then just follow them to their eating place. Terrifying. <laughs> I'd like to point out that's that's what Cal's doing too. He's getting his nourishment and then he's just going to kind of like look around and see what the scene is. He's kind of, he's, he's definitely looking for someone who's eating lunch by themselves. Oh, no, you all have assigned seating. We are not sitting yet. Oh, yeah, you're just then never going, mind. Then Nell's going to go get a, get a beef trigger. Dickie kind of looks around and he's like, hmm, what would the people in Lod eat? He sees the, the shack shake and sees the milkshakes and he's like, People in Lord would drink a shake. So he goes and grabs a shake with some fries and sits down and opens his bag and takes out an ancient tome and just starts reading while he's drinking the shake. I didn't remember what the song was from. I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. You know, Daniel Succo and Salamander Reed. <laughs> he's just really into Greece. And honestly, I stand that for him. I feel like Kamir would go for like some really, really spicy food. Like, reminds, reminds him of Hellfire and stuff like that. This is his home, I guess. Like, like his real home. Costco. <laughs> Costco. He just gets things in bulk. He goes for the eight-in-one deal. <laughs> yeah, he just, like, picks up, like, eight bottles of Sriracha that he brought with him from the Costco and just starts shooting them down. <laughs> Very good. So, after you all get your food, well, Dickie's already found his spot. But you find tables with chairs marked with your names on little pretty cards. So, the one next to Dickie says, Cal. And then, a table over, they read Nil and Maligs. Another table over, it's Bloke and Bass. And another table over, it's Rubki, Kamir. And finally, Iso and Toe. Nil goes and sits. Toe goes and sits next to Iso and is, like, really happy. Cal definitely tries to get there first. Like, he tries to be early for this thing that does not have an assigned meeting time, but he tries to be early. Leggy goes over and sits next to Nil. Not, like, happily. She just, like, sits down. So, Bass can't read, huh? Yeah, he just kind of hangs out. I think it's fairly evident that he does not know which one is his, and he's just sort of hanging out to watch and see where everyone goes and sit down in the empty one. And then Bloke looks over and he's like, Your name's, your name's Bass, right? Yeah. Th this is yours. This one. I knew that. 
Uh, and then he sits down and sort of <laughs> takes up the entire table with his smorgasbord of accoutrements and offerings. That's a lot of food there. Uh, yeah, so, so I've, got, I've got all five of the different nutritional groups in their perfect proportions. Uh, here I have grain, um, here I have sugar, uh, there's grease, just in general, berries, um, and so we, I, I hope we'll be doing some fighting after lunch. I really want to have the fuel for my muscles, yeah? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, because, like, wow. Um, and then he kind of looks down at his own sad little bubble tea, and he's like, yeah, gotta get that nutrition. I mean, um, wh which is your favorite food group? Uh, Dad says I'm not supposed to have one. Uh, okay, no favorites, just like with children. I have eight siblings. You have eight siblings? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. He, he briefly becomes, like, an American teenager for a second. No, um, you have eight siblings. That's awful. Yeah, it is. It's pretty bad. Are you the oldest? Like... Well, I'm somewhere in the middle. Really not memorable at all. <laughs> uh, I'm the youngest, so I have one older brother. He's named Quigley, and he is the coolest person I have ever met. Whoa! Is he okay with you being on, like, a murder show? Uh, well, I, I don't know, really. He's not... We're not really talking at the moment. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think just from his general vibes, he would be okay with it, yeah. Also, I feel like you have a pretty good chance at this murder show. I mean, look at you and your food group, so it's, yeah. I mean, everyone loves a winner. Yeah. So how long do you think you're going to last? Um, I don't know. I think it depends on who who my name gets assigned to and all of that. So I feel like in the next couple of days, I'll just have to see see what's up. Yeah, I don't know. I'm unsure. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed, to be honest. I was kind of expecting, uh, <laughs> fuck, what were their names? Oh, God. Um, oh, I, I guess Nil looks like a bit of a threat, but, you know, there's no <laughs> pleasure in just kind of squishing small fry. And he takes a french fry and kind of squishes it for dramatic effect. Wow, that's a visual. You know, you could be a cinnamon topographer. Uh, pr probably? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much reading you have to do there, so... Because it's like pictures. Do you like pictures? <sighs> you know, I'm sure I could read if I really, like, put my mind to it. I am a very determined person. Yeah, and I feel like if someone teaches you how to read, it would... You, you would pick it up pretty quickly. It's not like, it's not like impossible. Yeah, I mean, my whole education, I was homeschooled uh, by my dad, so I kind of focused on hero things, sparring practice, entering tournaments, posing for tapestries. Reading is not real high on the list. Posing for tapestries? Yeah, that, that sounds like something you'd be real good at. I mean, sometimes he'd assign me to study battle theory or stuff, but usually I had, uh... A friend helped me out with it. It seems like a big waste of time. That's valid. Posing for tapestries should be your priority. Because, like... Wow. I... Uh... Thanks. But, you know, there's always time. There's always time, yeah. I, I, think, I think it's pretty fucking ridiculous that our living situations are going to be determined by whether we can read. Well, I think that's also just... Yeah, I mean, you're rotten luck that you've gotten stuck with reading-based things. Hopefully they're- Yeah, it's not, it's not like it makes you worse at killing people if you can't read, right? Like, that's not even relevant to our performance here. And yet, Mr. 
Zimglet Ziglet is like, ooh, read this riddle. Like, you couldn't have said it out loud. I'm sure if you asked, he could have. <laughs> Asking. Ugh. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's not too bad to ask for help. Like, if there's anything I've learned from journeying around, like, people want to help out. And sometimes it's nice to also meet new friends. Well, ugh. Where did you journey? <laughs> oh, see, see, that right there is asking. That's pretty good. That's pretty good stuff. Kill you. Well, my parents are divorced, and my dad lives in Tawn Prince, and my mom lives in Short Island. So I have to go on these long-ass journeys, you know? But I honestly love the journey so much. Like, sure, there are many years, but all my best experiences have been from journeying around. Oh, that's genuinely interesting. I was not expecting that. Thank you. I, I think... And then, okay, their conversation continues, and then let's move on to Cal and Dickie's table. Mm, I've already forgotten his voice because it's just me that I'm annoyed. Um, well, so Dickie's just, like, sitting there reading his book, so he doesn't really notice Cal, you know, come up to his table. Cal's the type of person who is simultaneously trying to avoid getting noticed and also really wants attention. So he kind of clears his throat, just like a little... <clears throat> and Dickie looks up and he's like... Oh, well, hello. I see that we are lunching partners. I couldn't help but notice that you were a fellow academic. Yes, uh, I am. I didn't notice that you were an academic. You didn't seem too academic-like. Oh, you couldn't tell from my attire? Sorry, I I have not seen people in two years, so I'm not sure what the status quo on fashion is as of late. This has nothing to do with the latest trends, which are inane. I, I'm so, so sorry. I was under the impression that, um, that all people followed the trends. I've done much research about, you know, uh, human psychology, but of course. He holds up his hands as if to stop you in your tracks, and he goes, Business is classic and timeless, unlike fashion. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I hope I did not offend. I... I'm just simply here to learn, so please, take a seat. I'm already sitting. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, it's hard to focus. I've been reading for so long that my eyes get a little bit blurry once I look up. Um, uh, sir, l let me take a good look, a good gander at you. And he looks up from his book and he's like, Oh, a pleasure to meet you. I'm Dickie. Kyle offers his hand and like, like a very handshake kind of thing, but uh, mm -hmm. but he's a little bit like nervous because you're doing it over a table and he's used to like standing and doing it. Like you meet somebody and everybody stands up. So he holds out his hand and he looks a little nervous and then he retracts it, stands up and offers it out again. Um, and Dickie looks up at him and he's like, um, uh, all right. And he stands up and he, how tall is Cal? Cal, uh, he likes to think that he's pretty tall, but he's probably like a solid five, six. Okay. So Dickie is six foot, so he's like kind of towering over him, and he's like, well, hello there. And he gives a firm handshake to Cal. A bead of sweat drips down Cal's face. He's looking up at him like, ah, shit. <laughs> um, and they sit down again. Yes. And Dickie says, well, please tell me about your academic background. I'm very intrigued. Uh, you said business? Yes, I'm a business major. At, I'm sure you've heard of it, the very prestigious university, Tom Prince. Mm, uh, yes, I, I'm studying at Hardvar, actually, so, you know, they're both part of the Corn Confederation. 
I'm sure you're aware we uh, have a little healthy rivalry. Uh, hopefully this doesn't interfere with our friendship uh, here on the island. Well, I couldn't help but notice your academic pedigree, so... <laughs> um, I'm so delighted that you can identify academics in the wild. Um, it's often a rare sight to see, but please tell me more about yourself. Well, what's there to say? <laughs> well, you know, tell me more about your background. Maybe where you're from or... Uh, what upbringing have you had? We're supposed to get to know each other at this, uh, this... Well, very normal. Nothing out of the ordinary. Wonderful. Uh, that is great uh, to hear. I had... I have two parents. Well, tell me more about them. I'd rather not. All right. Um, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, so, um, uh, I can share a little bit about myself. I, uh... Lived in the town of Blabald, and it's a it's a small town. I actually, like I mentioned before, haven't seen anyone in two years. Uh, no one lives there but me. But um, I'm here to just meet people because, of, like I've said, I've lacked human interaction. Are you sure it can be counted as a town if you're the only one who lives there? Well, the uh, the dictionary definition of town is an area of land where there are people residing, and I myself am a person, and I reside there. Definitely not. <laughs> excuse me excuse me Neil I am actually I am actually a seasoned academic and I know all what's a dictionary okay so it's like okay so you know the words it's like this big book and they put all the words in there so like if you ever don't know a word you can just go in there oh fuck so, so I don't need anyone to teach me how to read I can just get one of them dictionaries but you also need to read the words the fuck Un- unless you have some sort of spell that makes it read the words out for you, but... Oh, I actually do have a little spell called Iris, but it only reads everything backwards, so I don't know how helpful that is to, oh, to uh, you. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. But, um, sorry. <laughs> sorry for interrupting your conversation, uh, Basson Bloke. But anyways, Cal, um, I'd love to know what, uh, what are your favorite books? Now I'm really struggling to think of some sort of a, uh, let's see, uh, classic economy. Oh, wonderful. I've not had the chance to read that. I personally am not very good with the numbers. I'm more of a words person. Although I do love math, I'm just not very good at it. Well, numbers are very important. Oh, I'm sure. You know, I've heard that... Particularly where they refer to money. Oh, all right. Um, that... That sounds wonderful. So tell me more about yourself. I'm so interested in what kind of person, what constitutes a, a business major? What do you need? What kind of skills? What kind of character? All of you know that I am very well-versed in a manner of different applications that one can use for accounting. Generally, of course, what I learn among my peers has a lot to do with money. And occasionally we do have to interact with some of the more, well, Let's just say the Valley Silicon is very lucrative these days, and uh, we do have to interact with some of the more unprofessional types. I will say the education I am receiving is very, very advanced, and I wouldn't expect you to comprehend some of the day-to-day learnings of myself and my peers. Oh, I, I'm sure that you have a great education out at Ton Prince. Uh, you know, I would love to speak to you more about this. I'm sure we could learn so much from each other. You seem very knowledgeable. Well, I think that's enough about me. I couldn't help but notice that you sang a song for your performance. Yes, of course. I, it's a, my voice is a little rusty, but you know, it's something I like to do on the side. 
Could you tell me more about the... About songs? I mean, sure. I can read to you from this anthology of music that dates back to the negative 15,000s, but it's... Is that what you're asking, or are you talking about me, myself, and I? Uh, whatever suits your fancy. All right, of course. Well, um, I myself don't know much music, um, but I have watched Lard, and I... And what's that? Well, Lard is a cult classic film. Cal's eyes are glazing over. He's completely tuned out this conversation, but the facade he's keeping up is that he's very invested. That was a little business pun for you. Good. <laughs> okay, so they keep talking about Lard and talking about the cinnamon topography and the score and the actors and things, and yeah, we can move on to Nil and Maligs. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Well, I'm here, aren't I? Feeling your man. Uh, how are you? I'm ready to actually, like, get into this thing, you know? I don't really like all this small talk. I agree. This isn't exactly what I signed up for. I was more interested in the killing. Yeah, I mean, me too. Uh, I didn't really want to, like, get to know the people, like, before I killed them, you know? It's a little weird. It's a little twisted, you know? It is weird. It's like there's a, a pretense between us and the killing, when really it should just be the killing. Yeah, it's like Jimmy is trying to get us to, like, feel feelings before we, like, have to kill the person. Are we already being televised? I don't know. Maybe it's for the audience. Maybe they, like, want to get to know us or whatever. I guess so. Is it possible to win this show without participating in any of this frivolity? Uh, I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe they'll just, like, hate us and vote us off or some shit. Can we get voted off? I don't think so. Maybe they want us to, like, make allies or whatever and so like when we don't kill each other there's a little bit of drama you know for those viewers so you're just here for fun is that right here for sport it's what i do why not dicky interrupts and says well if you look in the dictionary you can actually dicky i don't care oh uh so, sorry i'll go back to talking about lard I have to say, I don't understand. These people seem so stupid. They seem like they'd be very bad at killing. I'm not sure why they've signed up for the show. I know. Oh, my God. Like, we're here with, like, two online stars. I, I don't know what this, like, TikTok is, but, like, this one is, like, a, a glass blower on TikTok, and the other is, like, like, fucking, like, like a singer. I don't know. I don't know who these people think they are. I mean, why are they on this? I know. And what about that person who said that? He was here to make friends in a show about killing. It's not, it's not it, mate. Like, why would you do that? It's not like you, you should be here. And also, like, all these intellectuals, like, what the fuck do they think they're going to do? Like, outsmart us? No, mate. I'm just going to, like, throw a fucking dagger at you and you're going to be dead. You can't outsmart us or that is what I've always said. It's so ridiculous. And also, like, the daughter of the man who runs it is here. She keeps calling him daddy unless it's something weird and sexual. It feels like it's completely inappropriate. Any expectations I did have have been completely torn away. I mean, how how are we expecting the show to be fair? Yeah, and I'm not sure if he, like, wants her to win or he wants her to die. Either way, I'm, I'm a little concerned for her. Like, what's her name? Toronto? First off, terrible name. Second off, what... Why would her father let her do this? 
it's either like she's on the inside, like she's a mole, or like, I don't know, he wants to kill his daughter, which like seems weird both ways. Too much. Too much strategy and too much thinking. Too much. I don't know who I'm going to fucking room with. Like, like who can I trust? At the end of the day, we're all going like, to have I'm going to have to room with someone. Who am I going to room with? See, I mean, like, this is a murder game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of rules. It's like, either you murder them or you don't. I don't know. Could yell a hey, Jimmy, but if I'm honest, I really don't want to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to ask him questions. I guess it'll be interesting once it actually starts. Next table, let's do Iso in tow. So Iso's kind of just vibing. She's just eating her food, taking apart her little fries. But she's not really engaging in active conversation with Toe. All right, so Toe has her little bubble tea. She's sipping on it, you know, and she's like, Hi, I couldn't help but notice you were actually on YouCube, right? <sighs> I mean, yeah, not anymore. Oh, um, yeah, Papa didn't really let me watch that much YouCube, but I've seen your face around. What happened? I mean, like... It, it was maybe for the best. I mean, I'm surprised that you know it, because you're, you're like the princess, and I thought my reach definitely wasn't too expansive outside of Nuggetville. That's where most of my fans are based, but, um... Yeah, I mean, I just really wanted to keep an eye out on the U-Cubes, because, I mean, I love getting to know people outside of the palace. I don't get to talk to that many people. Mm-hmm. So, like, U-Cube is, like, my main form of interaction. So that's, that's why I'm on U-Cube. Okay, I I guess that makes sense. Um, I mean, like, I put out a video that people didn't like that much, and I don't know. I mean, the whole thing kind of just ended for me. Now I'm kind of unemployed, and I don't really know what I've still got going for me, and I'm, I'm doubting my faith in Betsy. I'm not... Oh, heavens to Betsy. I mean, honestly, I understand that. But it's like, Betsy, God... They were my whole thing, you know? Our savior Betsy. Betsy was my whole brand. My channel was called Betsy's Little Miracles. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, right. I'm so sorry. I forgot. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's still a place for you and the Betsy worshippers. I mean, we can certainly talk about it. I would rather not, um... Oh, okay. We don't have to. We can talk about some fun things. Uh, like, um, what do you like to do for fun? Um, I don't know, I used to like shopping, but now I'm just like, I have all these clothes, but I only have one body, so I'm like, what? what's the point in having all these clothes, you know? I just don't want people to perceive me anymore, so they're all just sitting there, like, you know, past ISO would have been like, you know what, I'm going on this reality TV show, I'm going to get all sorts of brands to sponsor me and stuff, but I don't think, I don't think I care anymore, I, I really just brought three whole outfits to this island. That's all I packed. But I mean, like, I, I, I'm sorry. What about you? How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm good. I, I really find your clothing thing interesting. You know, I don't really shop, but I do have these seamstresses who live in the palace, and I kind of just talk to them all day, and they make these clothes. Oh, wow. But it's kind of fun. Um, you know what? Maybe we could go shopping together and get clothes that you want to wear in this reality TV show. And you can be noticed and be perceived, and that would be fun. We can be perceived together, and that would be such a fun bonding activity. 
but I, I don't know if I want to be perceived anymore. I, I used to like it so much, but... Come on, Iso, you were just such a big name, and honestly, I think you can get back on your feet in this TV show and get back to the fame you had before. And if not, I mean, we can be friends. We, we can be friends. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be a fun friend activity. Yeah, but... Okay. Why are you here? Aren't you worried that you would get killed? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of here to prove to my dads that I can really make a name for myself. That I can protect myself, because... I don't know. My papa, you know, the king is really overprotective of me, but daddy thinks I can do it. So, I don't know. And I'm also hoping to get new friends, so this is a little secret, but like... If I like someone enough, maybe I could rule with them? But, like, I don't know. What? But doesn't... doesn't everyone have to die? <sighs> I don't know how it will work, but it's... it's complicated, and... I, I don't know. I'm just here to have fun and get to know people, and hopefully I won't die, because that would be kind of bad, and then there would be no one left to inherit the throne, and that would kind of throw the entire country of Kentucky into absolute chaos. But, you know, if that doesn't happen, then everything will be fine. Yeah, I... I guess. Um, good luck with that, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose, Pull. Oh, <laughs> oh, my neighbor's in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and I think they just continue with that. And the last conversation left is Rubki and Kamir. So Rubki got... Okay, for a second I was gonna say Beast Churger, but that's wrong. It's a Beefed Churger. That's what it is. And he's just eating. Uh-huh. Um, well... I guess Kamir walks over there and says, uh... Well, well, great. Great show we both put out there, huh? Yeah. I mean, you've got lots of eyes. Yeah, you've got a... You, you got a lot of glass, it seems. Oh, well, I don't get the glass. It's like the eyes are on your body, but the glass is like from the sand, which is over there. Yeah, yeah no, sand's pretty cool. Tends to, tends to really rough up the eyes down there. So oh. I'm not a big, not, not a big fan. But I feel like if you if you get the right shoes, you should be fine. And if you walked, you know when sometimes when you walk, you walk and the sand gets kicked up, which sucks, I feel like. If you have eyes on your feet, that would not be too good. But you know, if you're just walking very, like if you walk like this. And then he kind of gets up and demonstrates. If you walk like very carefully and slowly, like it, if you're not trying to get anywhere in a hurry, I think you'll be fine. Well, uh, thank you for the advice. I, I don't know if... I personally don't know how well that's going to work on a murder island. Like we're, we're, like, running from each other. You could also, like, get, like, a surfboard, but, like, on the sand. Oh, I think that would really add to my image. I mean, watching my fans, watching me. Oh, maybe you could get a skateboard, but then you take the wheels off, and then you just glide around. You're a good idea, man. I like you. What's your name? Oh, yeah. Um, my name's Rubgy Johnsler. What's your name? Oh, um, come here, gay boy. Oh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll, well, I'm already here. I asked your name. I mean, like, okay, I'm here, but... Well, yes, that's my name. 
It's, it's. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, my hearing isn't what it used to be, like, especially after, uh, after the guy who, who sang the song from Lord. No, it, it's, it's not like it was bad. It was like, it was just loud. Like, I feel like I haven't heard music in a while. Well, I got a couple new demos right here if you wanna. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's a demo? Oh, it's like all the songs that I really like, but my band didn't like. Oh, no. Why didn't your band like them? Because they're all horrible and they don't have a good taste in music. Oh. You know what you should do? You should leave them. See, uh, see. I already did that. Oh. And you're ahead of the game there, wow. You know? You know, you're good at the thinking. You know what's bad for you, and you stay away from it. Like sands, bands, you know, you got it all figured out. I think you're gonna do swell in this. Oh, thank you. Yeah, anything that ends with and, I found, I found really doesn't fly with me. You know, like sand, band, exercise band? Uh -huh. Just to, doesn't, doesn't really work. Yeah, I mean, it would probably just hurt the eyes on your forehead. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of sucks. I can't get swole like bass because then the eyes would just like stretch. Oh, does that hurt? Is it like the eyes stretching or like the eye holes or are they the same thing? It's, uh, see they're not the same thing, but it's a little bit of both, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, first the eye socket stretch and then like, oh wait, the eyes aren't, oh, oh, they're too tiny. They're going to fall out. Oh. Has an eye fallen out before? Uh, one time it fell out on stage. Oh no. I was really embarrassed, but then a fan sold it. When it falls out, can you still like, can you see out of it? Like, were you just seeing like a little fucked up, like little, uh, le le like, were you in a little eye car seat on the fan's car? If they put you in a little eye shaped car seat? See, it's got about like a 500 mile radius of sight, so it starts staticking out at some point, and then I'll like regrow them, but it's an interesting time. I got to see the car ride home, and the girl crying a little bit, and then her little sister crying from fear that her sister brought an eye home. Oh, but it's a celebrity eye. Wouldn't they be like, oh, we're gonna get the big bucks from this eye right here? I hope so. Well, it's not on my body anymore. I kind of hope it'd do some. Uh, do some good in the world, you know? If it's, if it's not making me money, it should make someone else some money, I guess. Yeah. Do you like eye puns? Or are they like microaggressions? I could see some good ones. Okay. You know, I, I don't think I can come up with any, but that might be something. That's fair. Uh... You could see some good ones? Oh, thanks, Lucky. See, that's what... Oh, I said see again. Huh. See, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and you're like, whenever you say I, you know? Yeah, and if you're you, you say that a lot. Lots of different pronouns, but I, I is my favorite. Because then also, as, what else are you talking about, me? Yeah, and only you can use it. It's like your special little boy. Yeah, I is really, really my special little boy. I, see, see, I said it again. You know what they say about, like, I statements when you're like feeling things and that's like the kind of one that you should go for it's the best for your heart and the people around you so <clears throat> uh actually the best thing for your heart is 30 minutes of cardio every day no skipping but 
I guess I statements are good. What's cardio? Idiot. Well, according to the dictionary, uh, cardio is actually exercise you do for the well-being of your heart. Oh, so it's like really good for your heart. Now, if you had to pick between I statements or cardio, which would you choose to be the best for your heart? Well... Oh, are you asking me? I, I think I need to go back to my dictionary. I don't know. I think this is a question for the room. And then he stands up and he asks it again, but like he shouts it. Okay, um, we're trying to, um, okay. Well, it's not like a dispute because I think dispute is like fight, but we're just having chill conversation. I think our question here is, okay. Um, so say your heart isn't doing too well. Would you use an I statement or cardio to help make it feel better? Well, from my use of research, I tend to find that um, cardio would probably better serve you in keeping your heart health. Okay, one vote for cardio. I statements. Yeah, I statements. The self is more important than exercise. What kind of heart are we talking about? Your own heart, in like, in your, in your fleshy parts. No, I mean like hurt, pain, like my head hurts, I can't breathe, or like... I'm sad. I think it's pick your poison. Well, talking about myself always makes me feel better. I'm gonna go with, like, cardio. Also, I finished eating and I'm a little bit bored, so if anyone wants to make this into a fight, uh, perhaps we could have a friendly after-dinner dispute? Um, I'm going to sit back down. I'm fine. Bass, we must define what dispute means. Are we talking about a physical interaction, an altercation, or are we talking about a dispute of the minds? I think he means like a punchy punchy. Oh, a p- a- oh, so you want a- no, no, I'm good. If you want to maybe do a little battle of the wits, I'm more than happy to entertain you, but if not with words, I am okay for now. And then bloke from next to him is like, you know what, I think this is a good idea. I want to see you fight. I feel like you would be really good in a fight. Thanks. Though here it's a bit of a low bar. But I won't fight you because I would immediately die. Uh, probably. But uh, don't worry, that's later on the agenda. Yeah, no, not now. Well, okay, I'm looking around right now and the dictionary definition of lunch is when people are eating and it looks like everyone has finished eating, so it looks like lunch is over. I'm still eating. I, I'm still eating my burger. I'm, I'm so sorry, I apologize. Am I not a person to you? I, I do not see your... Bumga. According to the definition of a person, he fully has only one tiny bite left. Please. And then you watch him painstakingly bring it to his mouth. He puts it in. He chews. He swallows. Jimmy appears and says, hope you all ate well. Now, hopefully, you really got to know your partner in the last activity. So, now your challenge is to do a short impression of the person you've just gotten to know. They will then rate your impression privately to me from 1 to 10. Whenever we rate, 1 is the lowest and 10 is the highest. Bass, would you like to begin? Uh, 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 Three, um, two, one, go! Hi! I'm Luke Manson, and I have eight brothers and sisters. Um, I'm in the middle because I'm in the middle of a lot of things, and uh, I, uh, I'm here to make friends and be friends with people, and I seem really annoying. And your time is up! Fantastic! Okay, bloke, your turn. Three, two, one, go! Um, 
Okay, okay. Wow, I sure do love my food groups. Um, I have so many of them. There's, um, there's a... Mm, <laughs> um, I'm really strong. Um, I can kill anyone here because of my astounding strength. Wow, look at my muscles. I've got cool hair. Thank you. Uh, I ate my food groups all really quickly. And then the time is up. Um, I'm reading as the player, right? Not as the bass? No, as bass. <laughs> well, if it were bass, you'd just sabotage it on purpose. Yeah, you could fully do that. Okay, next is Cal Dicky. So, Cal, ready? Three, two, one, go! Blah, 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 lord. Blah, blah. Something about, uh, wanting to get to know me. Blah, blah. Okay, I guess that's it. Dickie, three, two, one, go. All right, I need to put on an American accent. I'm gonna... Okay. <clears throat> I like business, numbers, and doing math. And, um, I don't like to talk about my parents, but I have two of them. And I go to ton prince and i'm very intellectual that's it nice great your time's up sorry i'm sorry if my american accent offends what the fuck is an american nil three two one go my name is laggy and i like to kill people i guess that is it all right laggy three two one go hi i'm nil i don't talk much that's it. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um, next is Iso and Toe. Toe, are you ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay. I'm Iso, and I'm really sad about my U-Cube career, but I used to love to go shopping, and I would buy lots of clothes, but now in the future, I'm gonna hang out with my friend Toe, and we'll make clothes together, and we'll be really, really close friends. Aww. Okay, pretty good, pretty good. Iso, three, two, one, go. Okay, um, my name's Toe. I'm a princess. I'm very nice. I like seamstresses and clothing, and I would like to be your friend, and I'm cool. Time is up. Come here. Three, two, one, go. Uh, hi. Uh, I, I'm Rugi. I, um, I, I like the sand a lot. Um, it, it, it's kind of my favorite thing. Uh, I like to blow it <laughs> like that. Ooh, effects, pretty good. Yeah, effects. I, I also know numbers. It's like it's like, it's like the, the ASMRs. Wow. Okay, no, I, I I I think that was. And then Jimmy's like, "You're not supposed to talk. Just whisper your rating to me." All right, thanks, Rubgy. Three, two, one, go. Oh, I'm, I'm a music man. Um, I've got eyes, and I think eye statements are pretty chill and pretty dope. You know, I actually do think that, like, out of character, because I... Your time is up, so give that a rating. Come here. We all go up to the hologram and whisper sweetly. Let me dish the points out. What food group are points in? Can you eat them? Well, according to the definition of a point, no. Uh, then they're in sugar. Okay, so here are your point rankings for this activity. With zero points, we have Nil, Bloke, Dicky, and Rubki. With one point, we have Cal and Leggy. 
And with three points, we have Bass, Toe, Iso, and Kamir. How many do I have? Zero right now. <laughs> One could say that you have nil. No. <laughs> Congratulations to all of you who actually did get points. We have one spicy game left before we choose roommates and get killing assignments. Hi. Um, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Tumblr and Twitter at Ziglitz Zany Murder Mania. And subscribe to never miss an episode. Yay. Bye. Thanks.